Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! I'm going to have to go tell the world exactly what's on the list of Jericho. You just made the list! I want Dusty Rose, the legendary American dream. Well, you got all of it you can stand, baby. Nobody runs down my people. Give me a hell yeah. What? Believe that. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Just Bring It Wrestling Talk. Here, brought to you by Hashtag XF Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot to get through, and we're going to get it all out as quick as we can. But first, I would be remiss without introducing my good man, Jay Dash. As always, make sure to follow at XF Podcast productions and make sure to follow me as well on at wrestling movie g on twitter at wrestling movie g and if you could please drop a five-star review if you really enjoy the show the more five-star reviews we get the more people can listen to this on itunes the bigger the platform and with that said no more promos let's break it down a lot happened in the last week we had backlash hmm awkward pause silence there then we had monday night raw and smackdown with both came and went and i think we got a lot to say but first we got to talk about backlash because that happened that has precedence however i will admit that i tweeted what a great show but upon further review and looking back you know what yeah there was a lot of mistakes that were made on the battlefield but j dash how you feeling today my man how you doing I'm doing great, especially that the Boston Celtics are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, whoever thought that would happen. But besides from that, I'm all right. <laughs> you. I'm doing pretty good. Oh, good to hear, especially since you're Bruins. You know, unfortunately, they got to take the L, and Washington's going to take that spot against Tampa Bay Lightning. My roommate Ooh. is absolutely ecstatic about that. Who? 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 But anyway. Like I said, backlash. Oh, man, where to begin? So many mistakes were made by booking and management. 
Uh, first of all, I need to make a shout out to Ruby Wright and Bailey, not just because they were on the pre-show, but because they put on a great match that deserved to be on the actual show itself. It really impressed me. I really like that match. But again, we're going to talk about backlash very quickly. But of course, you guys probably want to talk about the controversy. You want, you guys want to hear us talk about this controversy of the ending, and then we're going to get right to it. Roman Reigns against Samoa Joe. Ooh, man. Um, first of all, you guys know this. I am a Roman guy, but this was a terrible decision. I had actually read an article, I believe it was from uh, Cage Side Seats, that said that they had flirted with the idea of putting Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe as the finale of the night instead of Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. But no, they had decided they're going to go with Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ. But yeah, we watched the pay-per-view, and what happens? The worst possible thing that you could do for Roman, they killed him. They put him on last against Samoa Joe in a match that at first had, had legs. Uh, Roman being attacked by Samoa Joe before the match had even started going through the table. That was all good stuff. But then the match gets going. Uh, you got a whole bunch of slow holds, which, you know, if this was 1974 with Bruno San Martino, that'd be cool. That would be fine. That's where wrestling is at. But you watch this match and you're bored. That's not how wrestling, that's not how you do wrestling these days. New Japan sure as heck wouldn't have done that. You got a very lackluster match with a very forced finish that was very unwise by WWE. And you have people leaving in droves. As soon as the bell rang, everybody was going out. And even before that, you can find the videos on Twitter uh, of people walking and leaving during the match as they're yelling, delete, delete, boring, boring, all of that. This was a monumental mistake because AJ Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura had a really, really damn good match. It, man, J-Dash, I got to ask you, can they fix this? I personally, as a Roman fan, will tell you right now, I think that they killed him. Can this be fixed? Is there a light at the end of this tunnel? What the hell are they going to do now? Well, I look at it this way. The greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia mm. destroyed backlash because the WWE took too much focus on that stupid glorified show two weeks ago they forced everything on backlash Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns storyline uh okay just popped up hey let's do a match it's kind of ironic what you mentioned about the fans leaving the main event and that's usually not a good thing when you have the main of the thing, and yeah, it's like it's like people leaving during the Super Bowl in the first quarter because both teams are not scoring. It's like, uh, hello, it's just the main event. Uh, boring, delete. Uh, what I feel like, honestly, Vince did this to get like, here you go again, WWE. Find a way to like him, but the match itself was. It was good. I like how they approach it, but how the ending? Uh, asinine. Okay. It was asinine. Uh, one. So Samojo does his special what three times, and Roman kicks out, doesn't tap twice, and breaks out the other time, and one Superman punch and a spear. It's all it takes to big old bad Samoa Joe. Terrible. Okay. Uh, so I'd rather have Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe kick each other in the nuts. 
like Shinsuke and AJ did. And at least, but at least the fans will go over leaves like, ah, you, you got screwed just like we did. So, um, backlash to me, they were a good few good matches. The late, the, the women's matches were, in my opinion, a lot better. Uh, As they thought, usually like, are now. Yeah, they usually are. Uh, the Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, not that really was like, okay, this is just. A SmackDown trying to fill the card's position. You said Jeff Hardy like, and Randy Orton? You kind of yes. went out there a little bit for me. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry about that. But uh, if the WWE didn't have the greatest Royal Rumble, this is what they should have done. They should have had the WWE had, should have had the greatest Royal Rumble. Should have had that little bad, bad, bad. glorified show over in Australia. Not Australia. Saudi Arabia. Australia. Uh, that's why <laughs> I think that's where they go in two weeks. They're, yeah, they're about to do a European tour here, so and they're going to go to Australia here in a couple of weeks. You, What you do is move backlash a week or two weeks because the next pay, Money in the Bank is, what, six weeks away, and we're already having Money in the Bank matches now? Mm-hmm. Come on. You, ha- you have enough time to push backlash another week, have the Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns storyline build up for another Raw, maybe a SmackDown. Because well, because Mojo's on SmackDown, and get that <laughs> allegedly, get that, allegedly he's like John Cena now, <laughs> and push it back a week so you actually have some more storylines, or the storylines get more intriguing. Like okay, they just did the Greatest Royal Rumble, and you Bronze Roman kicked ass, and everyone else pretty much defended the titles, and you're like uh, okay, then backlash. Let the stories like, breathe. Let the yes, stories breathe and, like a wine. I just feel like backlash. The WWE took too much attention. I mean, put too much attention on the glorified anti-sexist uh, house show over there in Saudi Arabia, and just gave up <laughs> backlash. Backlash. If you remember WWE fans, go look at. I think the best WWE backlash I think was in 2001, when it was Triple H versus The Rock in Washington D.C. Uh, when Stone Cold was supposedly not coming back, and Stone Cold comes back and just starts hitting everybody with chairs. That, in my opinion, was the best backlash ever. And ever since then, and all the WWE video games have been out, and backlash is like a, a, a theme you could pick. I always loved the name, especially back then when they actually did neat things with the uh, the Jumbotrons and the sets. They had big actual you know hooks, and that was awesome. And that's like, the backlash is cool. This is going to be great. And all of a sudden, you get this backlash. You're like, I don't know which Ugh. one sucks more, this one or last year's. I was like, come on. Come on. Backlash is supposed to be, you know, people who got lost in WrestleMania get their freaking revenge. But it's like, uh, okay, no revenge really happened here. It was, okay, we're going to money in the bank. But like last happened. year, That's yeah, all. last year, backlash <laughs> was the worst pay-per-view in my opinion was the worst one last year because of gendered Mahal and Randy Orton. And what you do with the new slate of, the, of pay-per-views in 2018 of WWE after WrestleMania, the new year, hey, let's start off with the worst pay-per-view ever. Uh, I Hopefully Money in the Bank is better, and hopefully Payback's better and Battleground, but the well, greatest Royal Rumble bad. pay-per-view ruined that's it, bad. and that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> As bad as it was, there were still a few good things. I mean, The Miz and Seth Rollins. That match was awesome. awesome. That was really good. That should have been the main event. 
You know what? Yeah, the Miz lived up to the name and the hype of saying that he makes the Intercontinental. Yeah, he, dude, all the guy does is make money. It's almost like he's a Chris Jericho 2.0. And you know, for those of you that are like, "What the hell? You can't compare him to Chris Jericho." Well, absolutely, yes, you can. You absolutely can. The parallels are all right there. Most people that I talk to who are really hardcore fans, they tell me how much they just dislike him. But they say like they're cool with the person, but they dislike the character so much. That's what you look for. That's the original Chris Jericho that was undisputed champion. You knew what you had and you respected the guy, but you still hated him. And that's exactly what the Miz is. And he's always dependable. And he fucking set fire to that match. That absolutely was a huge match. But there were also, you know, the other thing that, that had me tweeting earlier, if you guys were watching on my account, you know, I applauded, hey, this is a great, you know, this is a great backlash, you know, high five, yay. What, what had me with that euphoria was the Elias bit. I love that. Everybody was coming out and interrupting Elias. I had a blast with that. Everybody in the <laughs> house was just laughing their asses off. And it actually kind of made me have a little fun with No Way Jose. And, of course, seeing my dear, sweet love, Dana Brooke, dancing surely didn't hurt either. That was That's the highlight about Backlash. <laughs> yeah. And that's, like, the biggest backhanded compliment I can give it because that was my favorite part. And it wasn't even a match. That tells you how much of a botch Backlash really was. But here's the thing. <laughs> go back to that segment if you have a chance, anybody. Just go to that area where Elias and Noe Jose comes out and you see Ties Worldwide run out there. Apollo Crews, they don't – you got to see it an angle. They show it, but you have to be watching it. If you're not watching for it, you won't see what I'm talking about. Apollo Crews stands a front of Titus O'Neil when they make the turn around the, around the ring to pretty much tell uh, Titus, you know, easy. Don't slide into it. I can see the WWE is making that point like, okay, they're, they're still like, okay, you went under the ring. We're going to, you know, we're going to keep riding on that. Uh, but come on, what does it sell when you see a uh, glorious Bobby Roode twerking out there? was the best. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I was expecting Bobby Roode to turn heel, but if they're going to make him do that type of stuff, holy, he, he's going to be money. And money it's kind of nice. Da, 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 da. Dun. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love that segment. I was just expecting at the very end where they had Jose, the last person leave. I expected Baron Corbin come around the corner and do something to No Way Jose. I was like, oh, we're gonna get it, but it didn't happen. Well, that would together. that would require good booking, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently Vince is not doing too well that lately, or should I say the last two pay per views. No pun intended. Well, but, yeah. well, before we move on from Backlash, I uh, would be remiss to say, you know, you guys know, Carmella managed to defend her title against Charlotte, which was a clean. Uh, rather weak. Yeah, she won it clean, but uh, the match was, nah, whatever. But I think the most important thing about it, uh, the night, is actually what I read recently in the last day, was Vince McMahon's reaction to Roman Reigns. And with this, we're going to get into Raw which started with current angle, but let's not get a too ahead of ourselves there. So the word behind the scenes is that apparently Vince's reaction to everybody leaving in droves from the, from the Roman Reigns debacle was a quote eye opener. Like he actually finally sees what he's been doing wrong with this guy. I hope this is for real. 
I really hope that it's an actual eye opener. But then again, we've seen what happened at 2015 Royal Rumble when he just got booed out of the house, and you see The Rock's face, which instantly became a meme. Uh, it was just like that was a pretty bad debacle too. Like, if is this for real? Who knows? What do you think? Do you think Vince actually is starting to finally realize what the fans have been saying? I've said this before and multiple and other earlier shows from Fastlane until one of our shows before Fastlane. For people to buy into Roman Reigns, in my opinion, for people to get sold on him, he needs to be like The Rock and go heel for at least a year. Mm-hmm. And be one of those type of bad guys that I don't give a fuck about you and just start beating up people like crazy. Be like what Seth Rollins did. When Seth Rollins went heel, people couldn't stand him. And right when he became a babyface, people couldn't, can't get enough of him. They need to do that to Roman, and, and, the, and the sheep will follow. I'm just saying, I like Roman. He's a damn good athlete. He's a damn good performer. I like him against certain competitors. But for me, as a wrestling fan, that main event does not um, backlash did not deserve to be on backlash as a main event. It should have been like a mid-card match. And the main event should have been the WWE title. But, mm-hmm. Or you get that stupid tag team match between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. We're going, oh, here we go again uh, type of storyline. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And P.S. Uh, Vince, uh, this is what you need to do to make the WWE great again. He'll turn Roman Reigns and stop the Sasha and Bayley rivalry, please. What rivalry? They can't even make a decision. And exactly. like, oh, just, I hate just you. Just do week, what Matt Hardy week. does. Well, let's talk. Just do what Matt Hardy does. Delete. Delete. And that's Delete. It. <laughs> or just fire Roman Reigns. I guarantee you people won't care besides you, but he won't do that. Well, to be perfectly honest, I actually think at this point taking him off to be would be the best move for them. It's so frustrating because it's kind of like. You know those pictures that you see online that your friends, you know, drag you over and they say, look at this. Look at the color. What what color do you see? I see pink, but other people see orange. Some people see blue. Like, it's one of those, you know, kind of things. I feel like I've seen, I, I see Roman is. I see all the potential in the world because like him or hate him, the man typically puts on a barn burner match. And if you've listened to the interviews of wrestlers when they're not in kayfabe and they're just talking to like Opie and Anthony or whatever, they talk about Roman, like Finn Balor, for example, he said mm-hmm. that he heard about Roman, you know, he'd never actually wrestled with him. When he got in a ring with him, he saw just how good he was. This is Finn Balor, one of the best wrestlers in the world, having nothing but good things to say about Roman when he doesn't have to say good things yeah. about him because there are and other guys per- on the company that talk trash about him. I got a He's perfect good. analogy for from an athlete that everyone should know very everyone well. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I got a perfect analogy. Uh, there's a quarterback out there in the NFL. A lot of people hate him, even his own fan base can't stand him. But the guy won two Super Bowls, and and Eli Manning. That's Roman Reigns. He's won championships. He's gotten his team to the promised land, or he's gotten up to the promised land, and people still hate him because you're not your brother. For instance, Roman Reigns is not his cousin, who is who? The Rock. Who? You get that? 
you get that real relations. People think Roman Reigns is a off breed, or no, I can't say off breed. It's kind of you know Resident Evil kind of type of crap. Uh, he's a, he's in relations with the uh, was a alumni family. A whatever he's related to. He's a he's related to the Rock. So I do the comparison with Eli Manning. Eli Manning has won so many damn games for the New York Giants. Even though you're a Redskins fan, I don't know, but I'm trying to make a comparison. Mm. He's won Super Bowls. He's beaten Tom Brady twice, my Patriots. I can't <laughs> stand Eli Manning, but the guy does everything he does, gets put in bad situations to not to succeed, and still succeeds, but doesn't get the credit that he succeeded. And that's why that's I see Roman Reigns good. That. Yeah, that's a really Eli, good analogy, actually. <laughs> Eli Manning is a damn good quarterback. He doesn't get his due. Yes, he played. he's played on some crappy teams. You go up there and be a quarterback against one of the teams that has the worst offensive lines in the NFL. You're going to get destroyed week in and week out. And no one gets the credit where credit's due. And Roman Reigns is that type of guy. He busts his ass every Raw, every SmackDown, if he's on SmackDown, every pay-per-view. And the fans just go, you know, bleep you. Yes, I'm not a Roman Reigns fan, but I respect the guy because he goes out there and busts his ass unlike Brock Lesnar. A, a belt that's really just floating around there for no apparent reason. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that's the analogy. And I feel like the WWE fans and me won't accept him as one of their own until I think the only way to save his career is turn heel. They're, they're doing too much of a John Cena approach to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is not that type of guy. He came in the mm-hmm. WWE as a badass with a shield and never really got away from that same character. I like to see them make him a heel for, you know, once in a while. Even the great old Undertaker was a heel for a long time. But people loved him because they because of his hard work. They need to do that with Roman Reigns. Doesn't have to be a whole year, maybe six months. Let him go screw somebody like Seth Rollins or Finn Balor or, you know, AJ Styles or something like that, even though AJ's on SmackDown, but someone who's on big up there and screw them. And said, that's it. I'm, I had it. I'm breaking. Like, I'm breaking. Like, screw all you guys. I'm just going to go raw. And people will accept them quickly. Like, but, unfortunately, we don't know when that's going to happen, if it ever does happen. Vince exactly. may keep shoving it down our throats. But we must move on, though, because TikTok, yes, TikTok. Well, this SmackDown has, like, four <laughs> segments, so we're good. That is true. It was fairly quick. It felt like, uh, you know, an 87-minute horror film. It's just like, oh, okay, it's over. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, so we open up. Kurt Angle comes out. He makes the announcements of the money in the bank. You see the briefcase is finally down. So it's money in the bank season. La da 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 And he's naming, uh, you know, the, you know he's, he's, he's bringing out the plans. But guess what? Braun Strowman was not in any of those qualifier matches, so he's a little bit upset. But when Kevin Owens comes out saying that he's a little bit upset, too, that he would have beaten Braun Strowman, that he's nothing, he's better, he deserves a spot. So Kurt Angle says, hey, psh, whatever, you guys fight over it. So let's have a Money in the Bank qualifying match right here, right now. Braun Strowman kicks the ever-living crack out of Kevin Owens, even though, you know, there were a few times when Kevin Owens got his hits in and whatnot, but you know who was going to win, the true number one guy in the company, Braun Strowman. I love watching these guys fight because at the end of the day, you know you're going to get a drive-by from Braun Strowman. That is a fantastic little gimmick spot that he has. It almost is like the worm. Now you just expect to see it. I love seeing Kevin Owens get run over ringside by Braun Strowman. Do you think this is going to be a lingering uh, rivalry? Do you think it's just kind of like a one-off? Hey, you had the tag team match. That's a wrap. 
You know, Kevin Owens is clearly going to be set up for the uh, Intercontinental Championship since he no longer has a qualifying match, unless something changes. And Strowman, now he's got his spot solidified. Now, what are they going to do with him? I don't know. But do you think this rivalry is going to keep going? Uh, I think it was just placed because you had, you know, backlash on Sunday. And you had him, mm. you know, go after each other on Raw for the uh, money to bank qualification. Now it's just going to be kind of odd seeing Braun Strowman, a seven-foot guy, climb a ladder. I wonder if he's going to pick a small ladder. That would look funny. Yeah, he needs to get the absolute tiniest ladder, like the horn swoggle like the, uh, like ladder. The, like, <laughs> and he yeah, just climbs like up and floor reaches it. <laughs> like step ladder that your mother or your grandmother uses in the kitchen when she's making, you know, Christmas dinner. She puts that step ladder up, takes two steps and grabs it on the top of the shelf when clearly me or your you or, you know, someone like in your family or sister or brother or even husband or wife can pick it up very easily. Um that's what Strowman needs. That that would be perfectly if they did that in the money and bank has a little step ladder, I will freaking <laughs> lose it. <laughs> I was like yeah, you got to give him get the money in the bank. And if Strowman does win the money in the bank here in six weeks, oh, my God. When is he going to screw Brock Lesnar? SummerSlam? <laughs> hey, WWE, need bookers, writers. Hey, our schedule's uh-huh. fairly open. <laughs> I work for cheap. Because Just give me 40000 a year. I'll be happy. You could even give us the No Way Jose Baron Corbin storyline, and we can make that work, which I have to say – Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. No way Jose's taking on Baron Corbin. Snore City. Uh, I, I, just, I have nothing really to say about this. Again, they're all athletes. They bust their ass, but this story sucks. I'm not digging it. It's like, bleh. Not much to say for me. What do you got? <laughs> you, you, you don't like Baron Corbin or No Way Jose? I love Baron Corbin. I actually think that he has been shortchanged, but no way, Jose. Oh, I hate the dancing. They only made it work once because of what happened at Backlash. That fit. Overall, a guy coming out to a conga line doesn't really fit in any way, shape, or form in wrestling. We've seen it before. Like These characters don't get over well. Yeah, maybe the kids really like him, and I guess that's what matters most. But for us... You and me, our demographic, mm-hmm. eh, whatever. You may as well have a clown. You may as well just bring back Doink. Just bring back Doink with a bunch of balloons and a bunch of little clown people with him and, you know, whatever. You know, if you're going to do that, just just do that. Don't give us this goofiness that nobody appreciates. I have a bold prediction. The next <laughs> WWE... Intercontinental champion. I'm full prediction. The next one will be Baron Corbin. I'd be fine with that. Him and Seth Rollins, I think, would be an awesome match. But come on. Sorry, I had to go get my alarm clock. To, yes, I am a Baron <laughs> Corbin fan, people. I like him. I've, I've watched all the shows on it, uh, NFL, NFL Network, WWE Network. Followed him in NXT. He was really the guy. The, the, the group of generation now is in the Raw and SmackDown. That's who I grew up in my real group. That's how I got into NXT. Okay, I'm just waiting for Aleister Black and uh, who's the other guy, Adam Cole, to come up. Then I'll be set. Mm-hmm. Um, because the other guys in NXT right now, the characters, I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. I, I'm, I don't know who you are yet. But come on, give someone else Bear Corbin. Give him someone else. And I believe 
They're going to do a push here for Baron Corbin pretty soon. And I think him and Seth Rollins could have a very decent match. Hell, uh, get the demon involved if you can. But, oh. you know, I don't know. I, I think Ben Balor's too much with the LGBT movement right now with his, you know, symbols on his shirt with his logo. I don't mm-hmm. think the WWE wants to force the demon out yet. Damn why they're doing that. But, come on. The demon... When Finn Balor was a demon in NXT, the guy just—I think he only lost maybe what two matches when he was the demon. Uh, guy's almost unbeatable. But No Way Jose and Bear Corbin, come. Uh, okay, No Way Jose, go fight you know Hurricane or you know the Col- uh, the Clone Brothers or someone. Don't go after Baron Corbin. Bear Corbin is a much more successful wrestler than you. And besides, he doesn't need, you know, future WWE superstars or a washed-out tag team to dance in his conga line. Oh, sorry, Dad. I just called out Titus Worldwide like that. Uh, my bad. Um, <laughs> well, that's not too hard to do. They've been on Well, there's rumors of them separating anyway. So. <laughs> there's already rumors of them, so I'm not spreading that. I just, I've just i been reading it. Uh, besides from that, uh, yeah, the match itself was like, okay, commercial break. But push Baron Corbin, please, WWE. That's why my bold prediction is the next WWE Intercontinental Champion will be Baron Corbin. That doesn't mean it's going to happen Monday or next week. It could happen at SummerSlam in four months. I'm just going to say that I think Seth Rollins is going to hold the Intercontinental title for a long time, and he's going to be a defending champion. Because right now, the Intercontinental Champion is the biggest belt in the WWE. I know people are going to question that. Because right now, it seems like the WWE doesn't really care about the belt that AJ Styles has on them right now, and it's disappointing. The Universal is supposed to be the most powerful belt in the WWE. Where in the hell is it's that? It's never you know, there. Las Vegas? Exactly. So the Intercontinental title, the what they say the most prestigious WWE title, is around Seth Rollins. So right now, Seth Rollins is the guy in Raw. So technically, the Intercontinental title is now the number one belt in the company as of right now. So that's my bold prediction. You can tweet me whatever in three or five, six weeks when Finn Balor wins or something like that. Go, J-Dash, your bold prediction was wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the guy who said the Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, and they get out in the second round. Don't bet anything that I say, okay? But, hey, let's just say this. That's <laughs> the Celtics. They've been proving people wrong, but therefore, let's continue, sir. we got more stuff to talk about. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> But I will tell you right now who I think my prediction will be for the next big leading lady, Ember Moon. The triple threat match for the Money in the Bank qualifier between Ember Moon, Ruby Riot, and Sasha Banks was lit. It was great. Loved it. Ember Moon has got something. I don't know if she's completely polished yet to the point where she has it, but she absolutely has something, and I think that she is next in line to be the top leading lady. I mean, of course, you got Asuka and Charlotte, but as far as, like, Rising up through the ranks very quickly, it's Ember Moon. How do you feel yes. about it? Ooh. First off, the tone. Uh, what? What are you saying about the tone? <laughs> Sounds like you're not too high on it right now. What? Me? What? Oh, shit. No. I adore Ooh. Ember Moon. Ember Moon, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Asuka. I, those are the top. Those are the four ladies. Their characters are badasses. 
I just want to see how they are behind doors, if you know what I mean. Not that kind of kicky stuff. I just – man, it's like you with your girl, Brooke. I just you like, want to get you know, to know the personality. Yes. She hasn't really had a true Mike moment. Exactly. But Charlotte had that I'm a badass woman. I'm going to kick your ass. But when you see all the documentaries and behind the scenes, you see her who she really is. And I'm like, oh, I'm in love with her. Pretty much, I can't mm-hmm. be in love with a person I'll never meet. But same with Oscar. They've shown some backstage things. Uh, you met Oscar? No, Charlotte. <laughs> I thought you oh. said Charlotte for a moment. I have oh, actually seen uh, her in person. She was at Awesome Con last year in uh, DC. That was but cool. Those are the four characters. Like, if you look on their Instagrams on YouTube and stuff, it's awesome. They they actually have uh, post some person i don't know who, a real wwe fanatic like gets all their instagram videos and twitter stuff and put them on youtube videos and you can watch them and you know who alexis bliss has been hanging out with a lot i'm hmm. not saying i'm not saying anything but braun Strowman has been hitting up those dms a lot and instagram posts with alexa just saying but that's just a weird couple but then the wwe yeah stephanie McMahon and triple h get together back in the day and that was a weird couple back then but those four later, Yang. yeah. Uh, Ember Moon, in my opinion, uh, she hurt those eyes to sell me. Uh, you know, with uh, Charlotte, uh, oh my God, she's Charlotte. She's Flair. She's a Flair. She's part of the dynasty. Um, but Ember Moon, yes, push her to the limit. I would love to see her and Oscar in the if, the if they put Oscar in the ladder match, it would be an awesome. You know, two similar characters or type of skill. Like wrestling skill type of characters, not similar characters, but wrestling abilities. They mm-hmm. faded, they faced off in the NXT before, but that was just like a you know appetizer. I want to see them actually go after each other, even though they're on opposite brands. They're doing that money in bank. It's opposite brands to get the money in bank, and um, yes, yeah, pusher and Sasha too. I don't care what people say. Sasha is needs to get away from the face. She needs to be a heel. She's a good heel. Get her away from the face. I want her as a heel again. So like Alexa Bliss. We need more heels in the women's division. Too many. Oh, look, I'm here. Yay. <laughs> so what you're saying is uh, you want Sasha Banks to turn into Jinder Mahal and Bailey into Chad Gable, right? Because that was a that nice was match. Like a, yeah, that was god awful. <laughs> again, not much to say. I think that's about all we have to say. Uh, they're, they're building a rivalry, clearly. The series is tied 1-1 between Gable and Jinder Mahal. They're probably going to have a match at Money in the Bank at some point. Probably match number five. Yeah, you know, is what it is. Uh, Again, these guys are athletes. They bust their ass, but there's just not much to say about it. And we are running against the clock. We haven't even gotten to SmackDown yet. And unfortunately, I think we kind of got to gloss over real quick. Heath Slater versus Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. I don't know why they still have this going on because, like, Heath Slater and Rhino, if you had a list of tag teams that you're going to run through, okay, there's one. Check. You think they start messing with, uh, you know, Titus Worldwide again? Check. Or, you know, the Revival? Check. Keep going down the list. Like, if they really want McIntyre and Ziggler, more importantly, McIntyre, to really be pushed as a force, don't have them stuck with Heath Slater and Rhino. No disrespect to them, but they did their part. They jobbed to them. They did their part. Move on. Like, I want Drew McIntyre and Ziggler to do more. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, who? Who? Uh, crap, I just lost the name of that damn tag team. I was about to say it. Shit. I was about to say the APA, but they're not the APA. Uh, oh, the Authors of Pain. Yeah, I keep calling author, them the APA as well. The Authors of Pain, they're on Raw. Am I right? Am I confusing them with SmackDown? Yeah, I, but they've also been, you know, taking out a bunch of jobbers, you know, nameless jobbers. Yeah, local from guys, because they, they face some type of guys from when they were in Montreal. Some local mm-hmm. wrestling guys. I'm like, you know mm-hmm. these two tag teams are going to face each other, and the winner of that tag team is going to face the ultimate uh, – Deletion, Bray Wyatt, and Matt Hardy. You could already tell her that's what they're going for. Um, you know, I'm se- I'm sensing a theme tonight of a lot of who who. Yes, <laughs> this keeps going. So we'll move on. Bobby Roode and Elias. This is still a thing, really. Uh, they're trying to make that uh, a rivalry, but I'm not buying it. They just don't have the right chemistry. Uh, no, not like Rusev really and uh, five yeah, or Rusev and Daniel Bryan. That was really Hell good. We'll get to that. But spoiler alert. But it, it's strange. Like, for like five, let's say you got 10 minutes in a match, right? For about five to six minutes, Rude and Elias will have great chemistry. But then there's just a, a funkiness. Like, they don't exactly know where each other's going to go. And I definitely saw that. Uh, this needs to be aborted, deleted, get, you know, storyline. Like, this is really going nowhere. No one is getting helped here. Or at the very least, what you could do is turn them into awkward, an awkward alliance against the Authors of Pain, actually. Since uh, we were just talking about them, they could actually use them a lot better for something like that. Because the Authors of Pain are doing nothing. They're just going up against no-names. You could yeah, make a new agreed. bar. No. <laughs> Leave the bar alone. The, the, the bar... When they formed a couple years ago, it was a unique tag team between two guys that really, one was a fan favorite, one was a heel, and they put them together, and it was like, hey, boo, hey, boo. And that was unique. I'm the, I'm the type of guy that has a secret love for Zaro and Sheamus. I believe those two guys in the future, because of how they dominated the Raw tag team division for two years, and I think we will see that in SmackDown, I'm not on the limb already saying that these two guys are going to be future Hall of Famers for the WWE because oh, sure. of the tag team runs. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with this rivalry. It's like uh, week five in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, it's a rivalry. <laughs> hey. uh, that okay. has not been relevant in 30 years. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, God, uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, when's the CBS game? Oh, I'll rather watch. Oh yeah, I'll rather watch this game, the Seattle Seahawks and the LA Rams. Not a rivalry. They're in the same division though. But I'd rather watch them than Cincinnati and Cleveland. I'm like, ooh, yeah, whoop de doo. Um, well, would you rather <laughs> watch Mojo Riley, the next future Hall of Famer? <laughs> that Sorry, was actually. <laughs> Uh, that was the amount of people cheering in the stands when you said that. I heard crickets. But I do know <laughs> that if you're from Alexandria, you probably loved him. Uh, Mojo Riley, you know, I did not expect him to come out and try to take on Seth Rollins. This is actually an all right match. This could be a feud in the making. And he's a local boy. So he's from the DMV. He's from Virginia. So automatically, I'm rooting for him. Kind of like Batista. He's from D.C. I got to root for him. 
But before we get into this match and this push, there's one thing that drives me crazy, absolutely livid about Mojo Riley. He's from Alexandria, right? He's from Virginia. Why the hell does he constantly wear Baltimore gear? Or not the Baltimore gear, Maryland gear. I'm cool, Maryland. I love the O's. Hate the Ravens. But, dude, you're from Virginia. Come on, man. At least have, like, some burgundy and gold. Have something, like, Virginia-based. Why the hell are you wearing all this Maryland stuff? Rep your home team. Rant over. I'm liking – I really like this match. And I'm really liking what they're doing with Seth Rollins. He's taking the template that Cena put down for the United States title, and he's turning the Intercontinental title into basically the new U.S. Open Challenge. I'm digging everything that Rollins is doing. He has been on fire lately. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about Mojo? My Mojo. Uh, Mojo seems like that jock in high school that got all the girls but really wasn't good at all in football. <laughs> uh, he's the guy that goes, look, look I, I just had you know four relationships with four different women in five days. Huh. You know you're on third string, right, bro? That's what Mojo yeah. Riley reminds me of. Uh, he's good friends with Gronkowski, so we had that rumor a couple months ago about Gronk coming in, uh, in WWE. Stop it. Seth Rollins, in my opinion, is the face of Monday Night Raw. And having Mojo do this, it's nice. It's, you get random guys. You have such a big roster of superstars. You just can't have the same five, six, seven, eight guys going out there every single night. When you have a whole plethora of guys who can have unique character lines and unique uh, story challenges, different matches, and yeah, um, that's why I'm still really pissed about the dual. I want to go back to the separate dual brand uh, pay-per-views so we get to see all these people. Um, but no, yeah, whatever. Uh, I just I've never been a big Mojo Rowley fan, and because he just comes off to me as that cocky. Uh, Cop, uh, you know, jock in uh, in high school, you just want you know, just you know, beat the hell out of him because he's, he's just you think, yeah, no, uh, uh, actually, yeah, uh, he's, he's pretty, good. he's pretty darn close to Stifler, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, it depends on what uh, Stifler, what American Pie you're talking about. One, two, or three. Think, think I, about. I, I, yeah. I know. I never watched past two. <laughs> I heard about how bad they were. I was like, eh, I have other things to watch. It's like scary movie. They're on like scary movie nine. I was like, what? I thought they ended at three. <laughs> we will not be discussing those cruddy movies. First one and second were the only good ones because the Wayne's brothers were involved. They were the heartbeat of that series. But anyway, sure. let's move on to something a little more horrifying. Seeing Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, unfortunately, have to waste an evening against uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, who desperately needs something. I actually like the promo work. Um, I, I can't even quote it right now. Like, my brain is so scrambled. So many things have been going on. But what I do remember is that before the match started, Bo and Curtis had a pretty good symmetry with their promo work, and I really liked it. They're a sad sack bunch to me who they're like, Sad little puppies that are just looking for a home. Somebody please take these poor guys in. You know, come on. Titus Worldwide, I know you're hiring. You're trying to expand. Bring them on in. You guys are already losing anyway. It would be perfect. Yeah. Or uh, Bo Dallas can ask his brother to join their alliance over there with uh, 
Matt Hardy, and Bray Wyatt. People forget that Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt are blood brothers, actual brothers. So Yeah, that's true. They could be woken as well. Exactly. And that'd be a, a little unique thing. Curse Axel's had some bad, bad character uh, storylines in his career. Uh, and Bo Dallas, when you Bo leave, you can get him back to his old glory self. Um, but, eh. They need to do something with them. Seriously, they're 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 back. They've gone. You know, they've grown on me. So, yes, let's and they're damn do good. something. Yes, they are. I mean, hell, one of them used to be a Paul Heyman guy. I mean, I know that he's been a flop, but at the end of the day, like you got the Paul Heyman seal of approval. That's Correct. that means something. That speaks volumes yeah. in wrestling. Even if you were a failure, you were a Paul Heyman guy. Correct. And I don't think Roman Reigns is going to be one anytime soon because that brings us to the end of Raw, the final match, triple threat, money in the bank qualifier, Roman Reigns, boo! Oh, God, I hear it in the crowd. Against Sami Zayn, yay! And Finn Balor, yay! This match was awesome. I, I really liked it. The The funniest part of it to me was that you could, um, at one point in the match, uh, Sami Zayn and Finn Balor, wind up teaming up against Roman and just kicking the crap out of him. You know, the coup de gras on the outside crowds loving it. And then they go back in the ring as you're watching Sami Zayn and Finn Balor in the ring. You could tell when Roman was starting to get up because slowly, but surely I'm like, Oh, oh, Roman's coming back. (laughs) So I thought that that was absolutely hilarious, but overall the spots, the finish, everything was right. Again, I'm a Roman guy, but he had to lose this match. Absolute bedlam would have blown up in that in that stadium if, if he had won. I'm pretty sure that it would just make the situation even worse. Roman needed to lose it. He needs another avenue to get the title or, or whatever it is that he's going to do in the future, which I'm out of ideas at this point on what to do with him. But uh, how would you feel about the match? I, I dug it a lot, clearly. I'm praising the hell out of it right now. Well, I think it's uh, almost damage control in my point, in my view. Uh, mm. You can't have Roman Reigns, you know, get chance after chance after chance after chance against Brock Lesnar because we've seen the match how many times now? Uh, <sighs> Too many at this point. And the money at bank is it's yeah, you're qualifying for a briefcase, so there's chances you will see uh, Roman going after something else. But in my opinion. It was damage control. It was a very exciting match to watch. Um, but it's a qualifying match. So having him lose on Raw because he won on uh, Backlash the night before, I think was a clear, not really a clear statement, but a clear sign that uh, WWE or Vince McMahon is repackaging Roman in some form of way. And I think that's the only way to get him over with the crowd is that you got to repackage him. But I like how the match ended and uh, it was an okay raw and hate to say it, but usually you don't want raw to be better than the pay-per-view that was the night before. Um, no. And clearly yeah. raw was a better paper. Raw was better than backlash. So, but yeah, I liked it. It was a good match and uh, it was a good way to end a long, it felt like a long ass night, but it was a good way to end the show. Well, let's be honest, it's three hours. Raw is always the longest part of not only the night when you're watching it live, but when we do the podcast, because now we're getting to SmackDown. And SmackDown is always so much quicker because, hey, there's maybe only six segments that they can fit into it. It's clean. 
It moves at a great pace. And once Raw finalizes that deal with Fox, we're going to go back to two hours guaranteed. But first of all, let's talk about The Miz, Jeff Hardy, and Money Bank Qualifier. This was a, yeah, it was an all right match. It was a little bit slow. Uh, I could tell that Jeff Hardy, like, uh, you know, when The Miz, like, put him on the barricade, you know, nuts first, the classic spot. He barely lifted Hardy. It didn't look like it really hurt that much. And even for Hardy to pick himself up and run over and jump at the Miz through the crowd, uh, you could tell he's slower. But the ending is definitely what is worth talking about here. Uh, Jeff Hardy hits the Swanton Bomb after a twist of fate stunner. Uh, <laughs> it really looks like a stunner now. Uh, he hits the Swanton Bomb, and of course, it's going to go one, two, three. Jeff Hardy wants psych. Nope. The Miz manages to roll him up and win clean. No interference of any kind. He legitimately beat him and at the same time was still able to keep Jeff looking strong because it was a you know, kind of ending. It wasn't a absolute finalized, super, super clean win. Where it's like, hands down, he beat him. Which leaves this open to a continuous rivalry. And when uh, the Miz rolled out, for some people, it's maybe a small thing, but as he rolled out, after he won, he was grabbing at his stomach, like, oh, the pain. He was still selling the move as a proper wrestler should. I dug it. I really love the ending. How'd you feel? Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do the overall power rankings of WWE superstars, number one is Seth Rollins, and number two, you got to put the Miz. The Miz has... Since breaking away from, or since the entourage left him, The Miz has become just as great of a performer as Seth Rollins. And this match, clearly, it was a good match. And what we very, very, very rarely see The Miz do, and why he gets a lot of criticism, is he gets a lot of help to win his matches. We've seen that what, what last three matches. He's been by himself, and he's lost one cleanly, and he won one cleanly. Um, I like the approach. They're making the Miz to be to be now the solo uh, rogue. I'm going to do this by myself type of character, and I believe that's a great way to move this character line. And the Jeff Hardy Miz storyline, in my opinion, uh, I think it could sell better than the Randy Orton Jeff Hardy uh, storyline. So, but you know dang well the WWE is not going to take a year to a year from the Miz not holding the belt. The Miz is going to get either the United States belt or the WWE championship on SmackDown pretty quickly, in my opinion. Uh, maybe not within, maybe not you know within the next six months because of Money in the Bank, but he could be. He could win Money in the Bank. That'd be an interesting thing, and I like the match. And I really think the SmackDown who for SmackDown to have an epic return, they get a lot of people to watch it. You got to start that Daniel Bryan slash Miz dude here quickly. And I believe there will be a belt in that rivalry, and I like it. So it's a good yeah, way to start holding. off SmackDown. It's a pretty good long match, too. I, for how long? It almost took up mostly the first hour of the show. So it was a good match, and I liked it. And Smack, one thing I love about SmackDown, it starts, it gets to the point, it tells a story, and it goes off. You don't have a lot of villains like Raw does, but it was a good match. Yeah, they're saving that Daniel Bryan feud with uh, The Miz. They're, they're saving that card, guarantee. Going to start blowing up around Survivor Series and let it explode at WrestleMania. Absolutely. You're right on the same page as me. Which brings us next up to Charlotte Flair and Peyton Royce in another Money in the Bank qualifier. 
Uh, the promo was okay. I mean, uh, I've seen better ones from the Iconics, but I thought overall this was a pretty decent match. Charlotte Flair wins by uh, making Peyton tap. <laughs> Peyton Manning, Peyton Royce tap out. <laughs> Omaha, picture that imagery right there. <laughs> picture that imagery. Peyton Manning can tapping out to the figure eight. Uh, they uh, uh, with figure eight, yeah, figure eight mm-hmm. with Charlotte. <laughs> So the, that's the only way the Panthers can beat the uh, Broncos. Mm. A <laughs> reference there for you. Go Broncos. Redskins first, though. Uh, the, the, I thought this I'll was fairly decent. Uh, my, boy, uh, my boy Oliver, who's also an avid wrestling fan, he saw it and he felt that it was the, the match that proved Peyton Royce to him. And I thought that that spoke levels. So, yeah, this match did its job. Will this rivalry continue? I'm sure it will. Uh, what's going to happen next? Honestly, I, I, I just really don't know. Sometimes, you you know, a storyline is so straightforward, it's kind of hard to think outside the box. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it's kind of like, I just don't know what they're going to do next. <laughs> well, I can tell you this right now, preview from six weeks from now, I guarantee you the women's ladder match will be the best match of the two. So just giving, just telling you, just just how they expect it to be. And again, we sound like broken records, but the women really are putting on the best shows right now with the best storylines. Well, this brings us to New Day against the Bar. Uh, I am loving this. There's such a they contrast each other so well. There's the complete mm-hmm. opposites of each other, and of course it's the New Day, and of course it's the Bar. You put them together with pretty much anybody, you're going to get magic. So you take in two great stables or tag teams however you want to put it uh you you bring them together and you're going to get magic i'm loving this the new day with anybody is typically good i mean we've seen yeah. some other rivalries go bad so we've already we've already seen kofi. what else is there to say it's good stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've already seen kofi take on new day we already seen uh elijah wood do it has big e gone up against him yet no. or is that next next tuesday he, he's ser- he certainly got excited to fight a few promos ago, which was hilarious, as we pointed out in a couple of podcasts back. But no, he I don't think that he has yet to face either Seamus or Cesaro, other than a cheap shot here or there. Well, I, I'm going to say this right now. Um, no, there, we don't have we don't have actual facts, ladies and gentlemen. This is just me and the Wrestle Moon guy just talking about uh, WWE. I guarantee you, lock it down. Go bet in Vegas. The bar will take on the New Day at Money in the Bank. I'm down. I'm in. Take my money. Shut up and take my money. So, we're going to have this for the next six weeks. So, we're going to see a lot of unique matches between these these guys. And I think uh, a little stipulation may be added. Whoever wins it is the number one contender for the SmackDown titles, in my opinion. I'm totally in. Call me Philip J. Fry. I am in and take my money. And this brings us, of course, to the rivalry that has been absolutely nuts. Ha, ha, ha. Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. You know, when I watch that match and I hear these promos, like for Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles nuts. Oh, my God. Like, uh, this rivalry is awesome, but there's way too many nutshot jokes. And I know, I know this. 
it doesn't even have to be confirmed. I know that Vince McMahon, whenever they're talking about nuts or people hitting each other in the crotches, he's in the back with his headphones. So I watch the video going, ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah. Kick to the groin. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, God. What the hell are they doing? They really need to stop these nut shots going on. It's completely undermining the greatness of Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. New Japan sure as hell did not need to resort to punching people in the dick and or balls to get that rivalry over. This is absolute mismanagement. Even though I'm still watching, even though I'm still entertaining, it could be so much better. It's like watching Justice League versus Infinity War. Yeah, I like it, but one is clearly better than the other. It's bugging the hell out of me. And uh, <laughs> would you say that this is driving you nuts? Uh, not really. But one thing it is doing, every time I see both AJ and Shinsuke get hit in the balls, I lose the breath. And I'm like, because uh, you know dang well, I know it's stage and you're supposed to hit in a certain area down there so you really don't hit the guy in the balls, but still, you mess up by one inch, <laughs> and the poor guy's going to be talking like he's smoking on a helium balloon. Uh, I love the characters. Yeah, I know it's a unique thing about Shinsuke, but Shinsuke was such a super face in this in, the, in this in the WWE that the only way mm-hmm. I think you make him a big-time heel is what he had to do at WrestleMania. I think that was basically the only way you can do it. Um, it's besides, you know, doing and it's working, it's sold, and it's kind of funny about AJ's like saying, but talk about AJ's nuts, and AJ Styles is replying like, uh, Shinsuke must like the male variety of people. Uh, pretty much almost calling him like he is a uh, you know gay or homosexual. So I like what type of approach they're doing to this. But it's also giving me bad vibes because you're promoting bull, uh, anti-bullying on Raw with uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, Nia Jax. But on Which is SmackDown, hilarious. And, and on SmackDown, you're you know acute, you're going to beat up a guy who thinks could be a character could be homosexual. Uh, okay, WWE, awkward. you're kind of awkward, but you don't allow your women to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Um, and you're pissed that four countries forgot to pay you for distributing your shows? Gee, anyway, it's almost like the WWE is not a consistent company. Oh, not lately. Who would have thought that? Nah. Well, there's definitely one thing that's absolutely consistent as of lately, and it's a complete travesty, is Becky Lynch. All this losing. What the hell are you doing? Stop making her lose. Um, I think that the best thing that I can say about her match with Mandy Rose was that it added a layer to that of complexity that is the former group of Absolution. Because I totally see that there's something that's going to happen there. Like Paige is going to have somebody fight on her behalf against them because they're going to be mad that she's not helping them out, that she barred Sonya Deville from that match against Becky Lynch, that's going to create all kinds of animosity. And you might have a bit of an AJ Styles uh, with the Miz kind of feud. I don't think it'll be as good, but there will be something there, something to work with. 
that's the best thing that I can say about this. And I haven't even really talked about the match other than Becky Lynch losing, which at the end of the po- at the end of the day is the focal point. This is bullshit. Sorry for those sensitive ears out there, but it really annoys me that Becky Lynch, as talented as she is, is being treated like nothing right now. There, she's a glorified jobber. She's slowly going from the Irish last kicker to the Brooklyn Brawler. And that, for those of you who don't know who the Brooklyn Brawler is, is a really, really bad thing. As cool as that name is, though. Ugh, how are you feeling about this? Uh, I feel like the WWE has lost all touch with Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch is uh, being underused. She's a badass, and she's lost, I think, what? I think she's had, like, I don't think she has a winning record in almost six months, it seems like. I don't even remember the last time she actually won won a singles match. Um, Yeah, it's it's been non-consequential. So I, I feel like she's the tightest worldwide, or she's the you know tag team in Montreal for the uh, authors are paying. I think she's becoming that type of uh, wrestler, and I don't think you need to do that. I think she's a better competitor. I think she deserves a push, but I don't know. It's kind of odd. I've really she's being mistreated. She deserves more than what she is getting right now, and I like Becky Lynch, and yeah. I, I I didn't really typically care for the match. I'm like, okay, uh, all right, but yeah, come on, come on. I I don't understand what the other storyline they're trying to approach here. Uh, I know it's for the qualifications for the uh, crap. Or it just passed my mind. Money, Money in the, the bank. bank. But yeah, but I come on, give me Becky Lynch and something. I think the last meaningful match she ever she was in was the Elimination Chamber match and, uh, and the Women's Chamber. I think that was the last one. Ever since then, and she's she been lost in existence. First, if I remember correct. Yeah, she was the first one to be eliminated. That tells you everything right there. Yeah. She does, it, it really feels like it was a long time ago when she had the title, but it really hasn't been. That just goes to show you how badly they've buried her. Maybe they have some kind of grandmaster plan, but yeah, I highly doubt it. She's getting Apollo cruised, as I like to put it. Last, of course, on the card, the two most over characters right now. And yes, I am serious. They are definitely two of the most characters, if not the number one and two in no descending order. New, no, not the New Day, sorry, Rusev Day, taking on Daniel, Bryan, and the Army of Yesers. Uh, this is a really good match. It was actually awesome. And number one thing I have to give props to Daniel Bryan, man, nobody does a better knee hit than he does. Seth Rollins really needs to work on that. Uh, that match with Mojo Riley, when he did his knee, he clearly missed him. It looked terrible. But then again, Mojo Riley's bigger than him. I digress. This must have been a tough one for them to book. Because both guys are incredibly over, and it's almost like no matter who wins, everybody's going to be pissed, or some of, or a big majority of the fans are going to be pissed. Oh, yeah. we love Daniel Bryan, but we don't want to see him lose. Oh, but we love Rusev Day. We don't want to see him lose either. This was a good match, and the ending was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The crowd loved it. They, they, they loved both of them. They, Shockingly, they 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 loved it. Attention, WWE. We've been waiting for you guys to get Rusev over. 
You finally did it. And you did it over Daniel Bryan, and the fans weren't pissed because you finally gave us what we've wanted for the last four and a half months, maybe, with Rusev Day. Yes, Rusev mm-hmm. hasn't won the ladder match yet. He hasn't won the money at bank, but damn it, you got him in the match. Thank you. Daniel Bryan, we know you're back. You're going to be back to Mr. Badass like you were. But it doesn't hurt Daniel Bryan's character. It gets Rusev finally over. And it's kind of surprising yes. that SmackDown's main event is actually better than Backlash's main event. Are you and serious, WWE? That tells you how bad Backlash was. I'm just, I'm just saying. But anyways, I love the <laughs> I match. But what were you about to say about Bleacher Report? <laughs> What did you say about Bleacher Report? You said something about this match. I guarantee they do some strange rankings. What would they give them, like a oh, B no, minus? No, no, What I read at the end cracked me up. It was a great way to describe it that it went, but it's just the way that it was written. And I pointed it out to my friend Oliver when we were at the bar. I said, Brian damaged Rusev's wrists and arms. He flew around the ring, carousing with emotion. A kick to the jaw, though, left Brian out cold long enough for Rusev to score a three count. <laughs> Just the bluntness <laughs> of it cracked me up. <laughs> That's like reading the ESPN headline. LeBron James scores 45 points, 16 assists, 17 rebounds, but the Cavs lose by 23 to the Indiana Pacers in game three of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. So I'm like, well, thank you, but uh, he lost by 23. Da, da, da. So really <laughs> – so, uh, <laughs> I, just <need> the horn. <laughs> I, I get a laugh at uh, Bleacher Report, uh, What Culture, uh, Wrestling Nation, all those websites when they do their breakdowns of matches and they like, yeah, 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 this guy, awesome, executed this, was so glorified, he did what he had to do, but he lost in the match in three count. No, okay, nice, that great performance, but you didn't win it, so technically it was a wash, but. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love Bleacher Report. They think they're really into wrestling. I think it's just like a recent thing they started doing it. Um, I wonder who's doing it now. No, I, I think haven't it's even one paid the, attention to who writes. I think it's one hey, of guys from wrestling. They're paying attention to putting it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, ESPN I, I say, has now a wrestling it, thing, so. Yeah, that's true. And that's exactly what I was gonna say about Bleacher Report. Even though they're not like a hundred percent into it, like as passionate as we are. God bless them for bringing attention to it because the more eyes you can get on the product, the better. That's just always good for everybody. In the same way that you get a celebrity into WWE, even though eh, it could be terrible, like Flo Rida. (laughs) Flo Rida brought out was awful. Sorry, bro. Yeah, and Shaq. It could be bad, but it brings eyes on the product. Like it or not, people are going to tune in and check it out because they're going to be curious. And now I'm definitely curious as to what the hell Daniel Bryan is going to do. Are they going to pull out the AD and not the AJ Styles? Are they going to pull out the Miz storyline right now? Or is big ass, I mean, big cast going to be coming back soon after that debacle of a match? Yeah, that's another thing we didn't bring up. Uh, uh, we know that there's a few things that we missed, you know, Night Jacks and Bliss. But, you know, I'll be perfectly honest, that match was not very good. Why the hell is someone half the size of Nia Jax, you know, having such a uh, you know, a, a decent match against her. It should be a squash. So that, whatever, throwing that out the window. But big cast and Daniel Bryan. Oh, dude, that was just terrible. That was really, really bad. Sorry, guys. I know I'm shitting on you, but that that was bad. I think that they're just. I'm hoping they're just gonna 
stop Cass from running this, even though you would think on paper having him up against Daniel Bryan would really help his career, you know, rub that shine. But it was the complete opposite. Just terrible. Do you think there's any hope for Big Cass? What's next for him before we go off the air? What do you think? What can Uh, they do with Big Cass? uh, I really don't know, honestly. Uh, I really don't know what their approach or they're doing with him and Daniel Bryan. Never really got that storyline, even though they tried to sell it for the last couple of weeks before it, uh, before, uh, um, what was it, Backlash? But, uh, okay, it's Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's like a legend compared to a rookie and Cass coming in. So, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. it. Uh, Cass, in my opinion, needs to go over, like, you know, try and go after start a feud with, like, Samoa Joe or someone mm. in that. Type of, That's a good uh, idea. Level. Don't go after Daniel Bryan. Who just, and they made Dan. One thing that surprised me about the match in SmackDown is like Daniel Bryan lost clear, clearly. It was a, it was a, it wasn't a questionable loss. It was a loss. I was like, really? He came back. He's back in the business, and you're pushing him. You want you make him win at Backlash, and then you make him lose to Rusev cleanly. Uh, interesting, but uh, hey, I don't know. Uh, the WWE is very unpredictable, and for honestly, for Big Cass, yes, welcome back. You're in the WWE. Go fight someone in your own level at the time right now, like Samoa Joe. Uh, well, I can't, I can't say Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn is currently on uh, Raw, but those type of characters. Don't go after Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan is going to get a push by SmackDown. My opinion, SmackDown needs that. Uh, you need someone with that high platform. I would love to see an AJ Styles SmackDown AJ Styles versus uh, Shinsuke versus Daniel Bryan type of match. That would be awesome to watch. Um, yeah. My opinion, uh, my opinion, Cass. Yeah, welcome back, Cass. You're here, uh, but you you can't just start going swinging at the the big time guys when you just were came back and you've been gone for a year. Uh, start off low, build up your character, make what people want to get mad at you or cheer for you. And by the time you get to Daniel Bryan or someone like that, people know who your character is. So, yeah, thank you. But I'm not buying it. I, I never really liked the match. And I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It, it almost – that's what started the downfall of Backlash. And I think that was the second match on Backlash this past Sunday. So, started off great and ended like crap. So, that's Backlash. <laughs> Yeah, it was most unfortunate, but what can you do? But with that said, we say thank you guys, and hopefully you buy our product, even though our product right now is completely free. So if this is your first time listening, make sure you follow us on Twitter at WrestlingMovieG, and of course, by our providing service at XF Podcast Productions which sponsors this show for a nominal fee of nothing. So everything is free, free, free. Once again, guys, we really appreciate you guys listening. You got, y'all are awesome. We're closing in on a thousand downloads, which I, <laughs> you know, in my dreams, I never thought we'd even get that far. But hey, look at us now. We really appreciate you guys. We wouldn't be here without y'all listening and paying attention to two doofuses that think they know everything about wrestling, but probably don't. But hopefully you want to hear our opinion. <laughs> so thank you, guys. Remember to check me out as well on YouTube if you want to, you know, check stuff out on movie reviews and whatnot. Wrestling Movie Guy on YouTube. Is there anything else you'd like to say, J-Dash, before we clock out, my main man? 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter at XFP Podcast for updated shows. Usually we have a wrestling show, Just Bring It Wrestling Talk on Thursday nights, followed by the XF, XF Podcast on Sunday, which we usually talk about the Extreme Football League, some of that, you know, Alliance football news, whatever. And, but, what's going on and in the other, world? And what's going on in the world, social things, whatever, whatever type of subjects. Use us what Sundays are. It will start off with, like, XFL news, and we go into, you know, NBA playoffs, NHL, so forth and so forth. But you can do this now, ladies and gentlemen. We here at XF Podcast Productions, I changed podcast production to just productions, making it a little more specific because we have two shows now. Uh, you can go to our GoFundMe page at GoFund, GoFundUs at XF. You go GoFundMe.com slash support the XF Podcast Show, small donations, Come help us. We're trying to uh, raise money, and your money will come to our show, and we will spend it to help keep this podcast going. Uh, we do have a donation from Laura Martinez. I really, I think that's her name. Uh, or if I messed up your last name, I apologize. Uh, thank you for the $25 donation. I do want to tell you that your donation helped pay for this month's subscription of our podcast. So thank you, and that's what we're trying to do. Come support the show. We're not asking for a lot, five dollars, three bucks. We're not, you know, we're not telling you to, you know, oh my God, give us your money. Just if you want to donate, go to GoFundMe slash support the XF podcast, and that would be, uh, we'll we'll be thankful. We'll give you a shout out if you do donate. Thank you again, Laura uh, Martinez. Uh, I think that's her name again. Uh, I gotta find it, but thank you again for donating twenty five dollars this past week. You just helped support our show, and we appreciate it. Um, besides from that, could follow us at XF Podcast, and if we have any XFL news, we'll see you Sunday night. All right, guys. With that, once again, thank you very much, and we will check you guys later. Take it easy, guys. Oh, I'm touching myself tonight. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.